Is it time to panic about Jacksonville Jaguars quarterback Trevor Lawrence? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome back to the Lockdown Dynasty Football Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use promo code LOCKDOWNNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Joining me today, as always, is Kate Majuk. You can follow her on Twitter at Kate Majuk. You can also check out her fantastic work at Pro Football Focus. Kate, we need to have a little heart-to-heart about the Jacksonville Jaguars right now because it's not great. Let's start with Trevor Lawrence, 17 of 29 for 185 yards, zero touchdowns, two interceptions, took five sacks, only gave you seven rushing yards on the ground. Kate threw nine games. He has nine passing touchdowns, and it feels like we've been waiting for Trevor Lawrence to break through and be this elite fantasy quarterback. We're almost through year three, and it hasn't happened yet. It hasn't happened yet, but to be, to be fair, like we we saw a little bit of that fantasy promise uh, like last season, right? We we saw um, some more of the ups to this point in the season, like you haven't seen that high upside. And I think what makes it all the more disappointing is just the knowledge that he's got uh, some of the best weapons in the entire NFL. I mean, you're talking, um, you know, like one of the most, well, we'll get to one of those weapons. We'll, we'll get to the weapons, but what it, it should be a better pairing than what we've seen, right? Like Trevor Lawrence should be the type of quarterback that can maybe elevate some of those receiving weapons, um, but like this was just a, an overall a, a better and more fluid offense in 2022 than it's been to this point in 2023. Um, Trevor Lawrence averaging just 13.6 fantasy points per game. That is that is dreadful, Marcus. That is absolutely dreadful. That is um, you know fewer than by a, a decent chunk three fewer fantasy points per game fewer than. Uh, Baker Mayfield, for instance, Um, you know, uh, Russell Wilson. uh, Yeah, he's averaging almost 17 fantasy points per game in comparison. Kyler Murray scored 17 fantasy points in his return from a torn ACL um, while throwing 249 passing yards, zero touchdowns and an interception, just thanks to what he can do on the ground. Like all things considered, when you surround Trevor Lawrence by Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram, Travis Etienne, Calvin Ridley, like things should be looking up. Like if you, if you told me right now that, you know, Trevor Lawrence would have, you know, a a 67% completion rate, um, you know, like a 223 rushing yards on the year, like I would tell you, okay, we're probably in business. It's just not, it, it, we're not producing touchdowns and I don't know what, what to make of that. Although I'll say like the, the panic, has been there, right? It's not just week 10. They face the the San Francisco 49ers coming out of a bye week with another edge rusher in the mix in, in Chase, Chase Young. Um, but eh. what was so discouraging for me is that you saw a couple weeks ago, Kirk Cousins light up 
the 49ers. You saw Joe Burrow with a, you know, a much worse offensive line light up the 49ers. You're at home and they did nothing. I mean, they weren't even really competitive in this game at all. This is where you're hoping that your quarterback can help elevate the players around you. And it was the opposite. Like Lawrence just did not play well. And now I'm starting to get concerned and I'm looking at the, the, the recent batch of dynasty league football ADP. We got some, some November stuff at one point, Kate, this off season, he was being drafted as like QB three QB four, uh, just behind Jalen hurts and Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. Now he's slipped all the way down to QB eight. Um, you have Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, and Anthony Richardson ahead of him. And I'm even starting to wonder like, C.J. Stroud being drafted as QB10. If it really came push to shove, which one would I rather have in my dynasty leagues? I I probably lean Lawrence. But the fact that we're already here after 9, 10 games is pretty surprising. It is. It's very surprising. Um, Like super, super surprising. But I, I mean, Trevor Lawrence to this point in the season, like it. I don't know if part of it has to deal with the fact that, you know, the the run game, um, particularly in, in Ed Zone situations, has been so strong with Travis Etienne. Mm-hmm. Um, again, not really the case as much yesterday, but like Trevor Lawrence to this point in the season, 15 total end zone pass attempts, uh, which you, you want to see more of that. Like Sam Howell, 27, Derek Carr, uh, again, not not the best example of efficiency, but 26. Like we're seeing, I think, a lot more opportunity for other quarterbacks. And maybe, you know, Trevor Lawrence might be a guy that can get more done with those opportunities when he has them. But they haven't presented themselves to this point in, you know, in this 2022 season. Now, interestingly, if you look at, you know, like his his actual data, Marcus, as a passer, as a runner, um, you should generally be like, you know, relatively encouraged, like, you know, Lawrence right now on pace for a career high um, rushing yard total. He's averaging a career high uh, in terms of yards per pass attempt, big time throw rate per PFF. Like the metrics are generally more encouraging than I think we've seen, you know, translate to the fantasy list, uh, the fantasy production. Are we? Some of them are. So I mean, you, then you look at like ESPN's QBR, right? And he's 15. And there's the quarterbacks ahead of him are Baker Mayfield, Josh Dobbs, Gardner Minshew. Like, I, I, I was just hoping. And I, listen, I'm a big Trevor Lawrence fan. I was just hoping that this would be the year that he like is a resounding top five quarterback, and there's no debate about it at all. I think he's closer to being outside of the top ten than he is to being a top five quarterback right now. Oh, yeah, I I think that's very fair. I mean, to date this season, um, among anybody who's attempted a pass right now, Trevor Lawrence ranks uh, 34th in NFL quarterback rating. Like, again, and I I think some of that comes from the lack of touchdown production. And, you know, part of that comes from the fact that they're not uh, throwing the ball in the end zone as much as you'd like. I I don't know, Marcus. Like, I don't know what to do with Trevor Lawrence because, like, Everything tells you that the upside should be there, but it's just not coming to fruition. So is this one of those things like this can go one of two ways. Either we should be completely and totally panicked that Trevor Lawrence isn't producing with these weapons or we're about to get like the biggest positive regression boom of all time. 
and it feels like it's just going to go one of those two ways and there's no room in between. As somebody who has Trevor Lawrence in a lot of dynasty leagues, I'm at least considering shopping him this starting this week. And up until this date, I really haven't. If I can get somebody, the thing is, I, I, if you go to the CJ Stroud manager and ask for CJ Stroud for Trevor Lawrence, I, I don't think they say yes. I really don't. Um, I think it. I think it's like in the realm of possibility, though, which is just even crazy. But what I, I guess my biggest question before I sell is diagnosing what's going on, and I haven't been able to do that yet. So, do you have? a diagnosis for me um, as a former nurse. I live and, live and die on, on uh, the, the information. Do you have a diagnosis as to why Trevor Lawrence isn't scoring and, and why aren't we seeing uh, you know, more touchdown pass? Like what is wrong with Trevor I don't, Lawrence? I don't. And I, w- I wish there was an answer like, hey, his offensive line is just not playing that well. Once they get better, he's going to start throwing more touchdowns. His offensive line is completely healthy. Or maybe it's the receivers. He needs time to gel with these guys, but that's not the case. He's been with uh, Christian Kirk and, and you know Evan Ingram for multiple seasons now. I don't know, and and I think that's what concerns me is same coaching staff, same offensive line, same receivers, and things just aren't going well. Okay, and I do want to talk about one his, one of his weapons who has been very disappointing this season. We will get to him next. This episode is brought to you by Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game time is the fastest and the easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on on all you know on all your seats and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. See the view from your seats before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. The all-in prices show your total upfront, so you know that you're getting a great deal without all those hidden fees. You can also buy your tickets in seconds with just two taps. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use promo code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem promo code LOCKEDONNFL, all one word, for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. Locked On is kicking up our coverage with Locked On NFL Kickoff Live. Each Friday, Locked On will go live at 2 p.m. Eastern on every Locked On NFL YouTube channel. Host Tanitra Batiste, Jarvis Davis, and Kyle Krabs will break down every game on the NFL slate to get you ready for your team's matchup your fantasy lineups, your betting angles, and so much more. Plus, get the in-depth local analysis from our stable of NFL hosts across the country who know these teams better than anyone else. Find Locked On NFL Kickoff Live every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern on any Locked On NFL YouTube channel. Okay, let's talk about Calvin Ridley, um, who we've actually chatted about several times on this show, but basically a no-show against the, the 49ers, 2 for 20 on three targets on the year, 471 yards, two touchdowns. I'm starting to get concerned about his long-term value because part of the trade compensation between the Jags and the Falcons was if he signs a second uh, a contract with the Jags, Jacksonville has to give up a second-round pick. 
Mm. I don't know if we've seen enough from Calvin Ridley over the last, I mean, four or five weeks. It suggests that the number one, the Jags should give him a long-term deal. And number two, whether they will be willing to part with that second round pick. Yeah, I don't know that. Uh, I, I definitely don't think we've really seen that. We've seen almost an identical target share this season between Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram, Calvin Ridley. Um, and, and just straight up, like when you're looking at the dispersal of those targets, the catch percentage, uh, both Christian Kirk and Evan Ingram uh, with a 75 plus percent catch rate. Um, you look at Calvin Ridley, he's just converting uh, less than 60 percent of those opportunities. Um, and of course, like it, it kind of comes by the nature of Calvin Ridley, right? Like uh, leads the team and averaged up the target, almost 14 yards uh, averaged up the target at this point in the season. So yeah, you're going to convert fewer of those, right? You're going to, you're, you're kind of begging for inconsistencies at that point, but not producing a ton after the catch. You're not, you're just not seeing, I think, um, enough of those those consistencies, right? Like he's getting a ton of opportunity in the red zone, uh, leading the team by a, a mile in terms of end zone target share. Just it's not translating to anything that you need it to translate to uh, for fantasy production. But, you know, Marcus, you brought up the contract situation, which I think is a probably an underrated point when we're talking about Calvin Ridley and his dynasty value because he is still on his rookie contract, which is yeah. the craziest thing. Like, I, I have, what's the oldest player that's ever played on a rookie contract? You know, Josh Gordon, I believe. It, that okay, that actually would make a, a ton of sense. Calvin Ridley, uh, not not to that point yet, but he is getting there. He's going to turn twenty nine uh, in, in like what I think a month. He's going to yeah, be twenty nine years old. Yeah. on his rookie contract, it hits free agency next year. Um, not necessarily a, a great situation. So, um, you know, you, uh, if it didn't happen, if it, if Calvin Ridley was going to be a thing, it would have happened early in the season. Like you would have just seen it click right away, but like, we're getting to somebody who's, again, you mentioned the age 29, his contract, you know, is uncertain going into next year. I just wonder if like, if Jackson will be like, you know what, we've got Trevor Lawrence's contract coming up. Let's, let's just keep that second round pick. We'll draft somebody and reset because this just clearly isn't working. Yeah. I mean, when you, you look at, like I said, some of those inconsistencies, considering that, you know, he has had uh, a similar target share to Evan Ingram to Calvin Ridley, uh, just three games with more than 40 receiving yards so far this season. And again, that kind of feels like what you're asking for. Like you're, you're going to get these inconsistencies, but you know, to that, that point, why exercise a second yeah. round pick on a guy who hasn't become and emerged as that top receiving option for your club? Um, you know, like, cause it's not just the, the pick, right. It's also the contract that he's going to have to, uh, you know, he's going to be commanding. Um, and I don't know that a, a second round pick is what they're probably going to get, especially just considering Marcus, uh, how out, talented and i'm i'm not caught up on on this next year's receiving class here yet but excellent one of the best we've seen Uh, like so why bother you know right well the other thing is you got to remember they they're paying christian kirk quite a bit of money they paid zay jones quite a bit of money now he's been out it sounds like he's getting closer to returning they're gonna yeah they they paid evan ingram like they're already paying a lot of money for the weapons they have now and it's not good enough so why continue to give up more assets 
and more money for a wide receiver core that's not good enough. And for Calvin Ridley, if he doesn't come back to Jacksonville, I just have a hard time believing on a third team at the age of 29, all of a sudden he's going to become a fantasy superstar. I, if you if you have Calvin Ridley in your dynasty leagues, you're probably just riding this out, hoping things get better. But I think that there's no way you can start him with any kind of confidence moving forward. No, he he's definitely flex territory. And again, he's one of these guys that he might win you a week. Maybe the chances aren't great, but he absolutely has the kind of upside that can win you a week. The issue is that the floor is so incredibly low for Calvin Ridley that it, it makes the peaks and valleys like there aren't enough peaks to make these valleys worth it uh, no. for most fantasy managers, unless you're in a bye week, um, unless you're in some some dire situations. Now, Marcus, I know you play in a lot of short bench dynasty mm-hmm. leagues. What are you doing with Calvin Ridley in those types of situations where like you, you might not have the luxury to to keep him on your roster? How what are you going to sell him for? Uh, well, in- you can't sell him for one for one because just yeah. nobody is going to really take him on right now. So what I've been trying to do is pair him in a two for one trade. Right. Basically, here's here's Calvin Ridley and Tony Pollard. What can I get? Um, and it's not been great. I, I've had a hard time moving him. Uh, it's it's just a really bleak situation right now in Jacksonville. You know, at the quarterback position, at the wide receiver position, um, it's not great, Kate. Yeah, I I don't want to overact. I'm definitely more more panicked right now about Calvin Ridley and his overall dynasty value. I think, um, you know, for for those few teams that that you know, I'm still rostering Calvin Ridley. This might be the time to move on, even if you are selling low, because. It, you know, things could get a lot dicier down the road next yep. year when we see what this this free agency market looks like for Calvin Ridley. He might disappear into the ether, and yep. you've lost all opportunity to move on. Calvin Ridley, future Carolina Panthers wide receiver. Ah, why not? Yeah. Uh, let's talk about a couple of running backs, uh, Kate, that disappointed in Week 10. We will get to them next. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That is $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options available, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more. If you want to be- make a bunch of money, just bet on the Steelers to win every single week. I don't know how they do it, Kate, <laughs> but they just pull these wins out. Uh, it's been very profitable for several of us this year. Visit FanDuel.com slash on and kick off the NFL season with FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. All right, Kate, let's talk about a couple of running backs who are being drafted as top 10 dynasty running backs right now. Let's start with Brees Hall. Uh, just a really tough game against the Raiders, 13 carries for 28 yards. I did do a little bit in the receiving game, three for 47, but I'm going to read you his last four games rushing. Uh, 13 for 28, 16 for 50, 12 for 17, 12 for 39. This has been rough. This has been rough. This has definitely been a a rough outing, Marcus. And I I will say I'm not nearly as panicked maybe as as I should be, right? Because 
the player is still the player. Uh, it, the he is still the best player on that entire football. T- uh, well, maybe not at Garrett Wilson. It, okay, two sides of the same coin. Um, Brees Hall is still Brees Hall, and I think a lot of these struggles are products of lackluster offensive line play. I think that you know the entire offensive line could be playing better. Um, I think that Brees Hall, you know, without Aaron Rodgers there, without a viable passing game it can be really hard to establish the run. And, and I think that's sort of part of what uh, is is troubling this team in general. I think it, it can be hard to uh, disguise your game plan when your game plan is Brees Hall. Now, am I particularly disappointed given the matchup? Like the Raiders have been a great matchup to run against. They've been allowing a ton of explosive plays to opposing running backs. Um, like this should have been a bigger game for Brees Hall. But I think all things considered when they figure out the quarterback position and they can establish some sort of balance uh, where, you know, you have to cover both the run and the pass uh, and you have to do so diligently. That is going to open things up for Brees Hall tremendously. We've already seen he's got his burst back. There's no concern on my end that he is, is, you know, not recovering from this torn ACL. Like, all of this feels kind of extraneous at this point to me and, and feels very much like a symptom of being the running back of the New York Jets. He's being drafted at least by the November batch of ADP as RB3 behind Bijan Robinson and Christian McCaffrey. Uh, the guys behind him, Trevor, Tra- Travis Etienne, Jameer Gibbs, Jonathan Taylor, Kenneth Walker, Devin A-Chain, RB8, by the way. Devin A-Chain, RB8 yeah. is the craziest <laughs> Craziest thing I've heard all day, uh, but yes, keep going. Um, Austin Eckler, RB9, Saquon Barkley, RB10. And then it leads us to another running back, Tony Pollard, RB11. Has not scored a touchdown since week one. The Cowboys scored 49 points on Sunday, and he still can't get into the end zone. Uh, 15 carries for 55 yards, only averaging 3.9 yards per carry this season. He's another one. I look at the contract. He's a free agent after the year. I wonder like if he's just kind of a sinking asset right now. It does feel like he's a sinking asset. I mean, across the board, Marcus, like the, the, it doesn't matter what metric you're looking at explosive run rate yards after contact per attempt, uh, it touches per touchdown scored misforced tackle rate. Like none of them are boding well for Tony Pollard this season. This is just a, kind of a, a disaster. And yes, obviously touchdowns. You're, you're disappointed that he's not scoring touchdowns, but it's the the inefficiencies, uh, all of the metrics that I just mentioned, that have me the most concerned. Now, I'm I, I'm still on this train that maybe Tony Pollard is not fully healthy. And like, when you look at again all of these metrics regarding explosion and explosive plays, all of them are down across the board. NFL Next Gen stats they track, uh, you know, player player speed. Pollard has hit 15 miles, uh, 15 miles an hour on just 16.5% of plays this year uh, in comparison to uh, almost 26% of plays over uh, across his entire career. He's just showing less burst. He's showing uh, a lot of things that like, maybe this is him aging a little bit. Maybe this is him coming back from a lower body injury that ended his, his 2022 season. But Regardless, he's a free agent at the end of next year. I don't know how many teams are going to be able to justify 
giving him a sizable contract to yeah. be their workhorse when this is what he's produced when he's become the workhorse. It's really frustrating. Um, even Rico Dowdle played more yesterday. He got in the end zone, actually looked quite a bit better than Tony Pollard. My hope is that as we get further on to the season and he's you know further removed from that injury, maybe things will get better. Maybe the Cowboys offensive line will start opening up holes. But right now he's kind of a – RB2 play where you're just hoping he breaks a long run, which he hasn't done this year, but hasn't hasn't been great. I, I'm panicking more about him than I am Brees Hall just because of the age and because of the contract, because of where the Cowboys cap situation is. Certainly things are not going swell in Dallas at the running back position. That is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every single day. We are free and available on all platforms. Check out our show on YouTube. We post shows every single day over there. Uh, every dayers. Matt and Ryan will be back on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Kate, you and I back on Friday to break down this awesome Bengals-Ravens game on Thursday Night Football. We will help you get ready for Week 11. Go follow Kate on Twitter, at Kate Maju. Go check out her work at Pro Football Focus. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you right back here tomorrow.